What's poppin'? Who are you a Brand new whip, just hop that. I got options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Welcome to another episode of Infile Territory. I'm your host, CJ, with my co-host Derek sitting alongside me. We are another week into the Major League Baseball season. And things are getting weird. Things are getting really weird. There like are some weird things going on. Yeah. Bad teams. Good teams. Good teams are supposed to be bad. Bad teams are supposed to be good. Players are supposed to be bad. They're doing good. This is good like players a, doing bad. They're supposed to be good. This is like an alternate universe. It's like Rick and Morty. Like They it's gave like, us a portal gun and we went to an alternate universe where now you got Dylan Bundy who's going to be your Cy Young. Mm-hmm. So I don't... What is going on? It's like an episode of the Twilight Zone. Yeah, this is, uh, I want to go back to how things are supposed to be. I want to go back to 162 and no COVID. That's it. Well, if I said the Tigers would only be good in 60 game seasons for the rest of history. I'd probably cry. And, um, well... I'll take You'd it. still take the 162-game season in normal over the, over the Tigers actually Listen, being good? Listen, for, for the rest of my life, I would much rather prefer teams to play 162 and the Tigers and never be good again than to play 60 and for them to be good. I just, Listen, that's a lot of baseball. 160, because here's the thing. I'm also a Cubs fan, so I have another team that I can root for. I can just consistently be disappointed by the Tigers, which I already am anyways, and then root for the Cubs. But you're consistently disappointed by both teams, pretty much. Listen, all right, I know that. But at least the Cubs have done something in the last five years. You know, 30 years, pretty much. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I it's, you know, that's a tough question. I think that's stupid. I, you know, I just don't. Like, I want to play 162 games, but. If I if you told me that the Yankees were just going to make the playoffs every single year if they played sixty games, I'm going to take it. Well, I don't care. I mean, yeah, but like, I just I want 162 for the stats, man. If you're playing sixty games, the most home runs anyone ever is going to get in their career is like three hundred. Mm, maybe that's like the peak. Mm. Like none of these records are ever going to be broken mm. again. So it's like you know, I just for the, for the for the history of the game, even if the Tigers are going to suck. I, I want 162. Maybe. Maybe. Just for just for the history of the game. Maybe. I'll sacrifice Well, yeah, 162. But I'm saying, like, just if... I mean, the Yankees are always going to be good. At least decent, most mm-hmm. likely. Especially when they got guys like Chase Headley. Third base. Go fuck that. yourself. <laughs> yeah, they were really good at that point in time. Really good. I don't think about those days. Peak existence. Yankees from 2013 like, to 2016, I don't remember. It's yeah. all a blur. I remember it very vividly. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I remember when Derek Jeter broke his ankle that against was the Tigers. That was 2012, and I cried. Yeah, same thing. I watched that game. I actually cried. <laughs> you cried? I cried when Derek Jeter broke his wow. ankle. You know what I did That cry? was the death of fun for me. Yeah. I didn't cry when we won that series. Oh, I bet you didn't. Did you cry when you got fucking swept by the Giants? <laughs> I did. But you know what? I was glad we were there. I was very upset, though, <laughs> that we got absolutely roasted and toasted by someone that calls himself the Panda, and he breaks his belt when he swings. I remember when they scored, like, three runs off Verlander in the first inning or whatever. Oh, God. And the entire city of Detroit was like, fuck. 
You know, we got like, here we go the, again. Got swept by the Cardinals, got swept by the Giants. Next thing you know, in 2024, we're going to make the World Series and we're going to get swept by the Padres. Oof. Maybe. Old prediction if, if you're listening in 2024, Tigers Padres. I'm telling you. On the 40 year anniversary of uh, 1984, mm-hmm. you play the Padres? <laughs> I don't know about that. Do you ever see the video of there's a Dodgers fan sitting? behind like not behind the dog he's sitting behind the behind like the catcher and stuff and manny machado's on deck that was his first year at the padres Mm -hmm. and he was yelling at manny (laughs) it's like you could have won five rings here in la instead you took 10 summer 10 octobers off or something like that i didn't see and manny yells back he's like we'll win a world series before you guys do (laughs) so you guys been waiting 30 years to win one or something like that (laughs) honestly i'd love to see it happen I'd love to see it happen. A little Yankees Padres action, like uh, what, 1998, I think. Yeah. Or 99, maybe. Crazy Something how the like Padres that. used to be good. And then they were garbage for so long. All it took was Tony Gwynn and Trevor Hoffman. Yep. Now they stink. Now they stink. Well, not now, but. Well, I mean. For the past 15 years. Yeah, I think they have the long. No, they don't have the longest playoff drought. They have the longest, like, National League playoff drought, which is like 2006. Something like that. It's been a hot minute. It's been a long time. It's, been, it's not as bad as the Mariners, but no. it's, it's that's 14 years. Yeah. You haven't gone to the playoffs in 14 years. Yep. That's bad. It's real bad. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into we it. We have standings, surprises, slumps, hot streaks, weekly awards. But you know what? Some fun little things to talk about. Real quick, we got to get this out of the way um, before we get into standings and what whatnot. What the hell are we going to do with the St. Louis Cardinals? What do you Nothing. do with them? They played five games. They played five games. Their next two series after today that we're filming this, they're canceled. Yeah. They're talking, there's like, there's basically three schools of thought mm-hmm. as to what needs to be done with the Cardinals. We could, the first thing we could do, just cancel their season. The Cardinals... <laughs> They they cut their losses and they're they're out for the yeah. season mm-hmm. because they cannot get their chickens in the coop. They can't yeah. do it. So they're thinking, you know what? Just take them out. Maybe try to reschedule as many games as possible with the teams that were affected. So both of the central divisions, yeah. the teams that were scheduled to play but didn't, schedule them against each other, do some doubleheaders, whatnot. Um, second thing they could do, um, if the Cardinals do their season doesn't get canceled. Yeah. It's going to be pretty tough to make up all of those games cuz I think mm-hmm. they have to make up 55 games in 47 days. Yeah. So that'd be like eight doubleheaders. You'd have a lot of doubleheaders. So they're saying what they might do is they're just going to have to accept the fact that some teams aren't going to get 60 games. Yeah. And they're just going to have to cuz there is already 16 playoff teams. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a pretty I would say it's it's probably going to be a a good like these teams are in, yeah. these teams are not. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be a pretty big gap, I feel like, between the bad teams and the teams that are going to get in. It's the top half of the I feel like there would be a pretty big gap if there was less teams. Right. The more teams you add, the less of the gap there's going to be. Maybe. Because there's just going to be all those crap teams that shouldn't have got in anyway. Right. I mean, well, in. You're right, though, especially because this season, because you got, I mean, everybody but the Pirates right now mm-hmm. has, like, a record that could probably sneak in. Yeah. Like, I think... And um, and the example. Red Sox. Yeah. 
like the West right now, I think the worst team in that division, which I think it's uh between the Giants and the Diamondbacks, they're like eight and eleven or yeah. something. Which that's not even bad. No. If there's a sixteen team playoff. Yeah. They could Gi- possibly sneak in. The Giants are eight and twelve. Uh yeah. other than the Pirates and uh, Philadelphia's five and eight, but that's not that bad. Mm. The uh, Seattle's seven and thirteen. The Angels are seven and twelve. Boston six and twelve. Kansas City's eight and eleven. Mm-hmm. Those are the worst teams in every division. Yeah, and and I think uh, that option is probably the most likely of what's going to happen because I don't I don't see them canceling the season for the mm-hmm. Cardinals. I mean, unless they just go through a, another round of outbreak and they just really can't contain it, then yeah. that might be the only option. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like um, accepting that some teams aren't going to have sixty is going to be the likely option. But what other people are saying, what they should do, and I don't even I don't even think this is something that they're considering, is to play the B team. Yeah, they got all those players in the alternate training sites. Why not? You have they're already to. in the organization. Yeah, just let them play. Let them play some baseball. Yeah, if it wasn't for things about like putting them on the forty man and stuff like that, that could be um, hard to do. But right. Yeah, I mean you can't just not play. I they're they're idiots. The Cardinals yes. are stupid because they, they even have, have a couple clearly, of cases too. Yeah, they've clearly. Messed up. Yep. Bad. Yep. And every time they go and try and play again, they get more positive tests. So, you're not going to be, like, the Rays have played 19 games. Minnesota's played 19 games. A bunch of teams have played 19 games. The Cardinals have played five. Yep. They've missed two weeks worth of games. They've played five games. And we're in week five. This is a nine-week season. Essentially, yeah. like a nine to ten week they've, season. They've <laughs> they've missed a quarter of the season, basically yeah. already. Like fifteen games would be a quarter of it. Yeah, they've missed fourteen, and they're going to miss more. And they have fifty five days to make up, or no, they have forty seven days to make up fifty five games. That's not going to happen. It can't. That's a lot of double headers. Uh, unless baseball just tells them to. Go fuck themselves basically, and tells them to play all those double headers. Yeah, but and then the thing, but that's gonna affect all the other teams too. Yeah, like um, I know the Tigers series got canceled, the Pirates series got canceled. I think they Cubs. missed the series. Yeah, against the Cubs, um, against the White Sox, I think maybe. Yeah, I think they're supposed to do the Field of Dreams series against yeah. Chicago, and that's canceled now. Chicago's got to play somebody else. Yep. So the Cardinals are just causing chaos around the league right now. Because they can't get their shit together, basically. So far, so good, though. Nobody yeah. else has... This is our first gotten. podcast where we're not reporting a new COVID case. Yeah. Team. There's no new COVID cases so far this week. Yeah. And the Cardinals are just kind of hanging out. The Marlins are back. Everybody's all right. And we got baseball. Yep. So it's all right. Thankful for that. Yeah. It's not that bad. I don't even like the Cardinals anyways. I don't miss them. I don't like the Cardinals either. They annoy me, yeah. but uh, they kind of ruin everything for everybody else. Yep, I would agree. All right, so let's start this off with our weekly awards before weekly we get into awards. standings. We could do that. And stuff, so I'll let you start with your weekly awards. All right. So my player of the week, um, I think this is probably, this last week I kind of went with the off-the-grid choices, the ones that are like, you know what, he probably wasn't the top, 
but mm-hmm. he's he's up there and he deserves some recognition. But this time, there's only one way that you can go with this. And let's mm-hmm. look at a guy, Charlie Blackman, the Colorado Rockies. What in the world is going on with Charlie Blackman? He mm-hmm. is hitting out of this world. Yeah. Guy's hitting almost 500 on the season. This past week, he went 18 for 27. Mm-hmm. That is almost unheard of. And he only struck out one time. So those other at-bats that he had, he hit the ball somewhere. He's always making contact. He doesn't strike out. Yeah. The guy's always been good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think minus like one season he had when he was still like a young guy. A yeah. A couple seasons he was, you know. But his last like five seasons, he's consistently in the conversation for the batting title. Yeah. Um, I think one year he was like top five in MVP voting, mm-hmm. I think a couple of years ago. But, uh, you know, he's hitting two, he hit two home runs, nine RBIs this week, uh, .710 on base percentage, pretty damn good. Yep. So Charlie Blackman's going to be my player of the week. This guy's hitting off the charts. Oh, yeah. And uh, on the other side of the ball, for my pitcher of the week, uh, we're going to go with this guy. Uh, he's the shining knight in armor for the Los Angeles Angels. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Dylan Bundy. You're looking at the Angels at the beginning of this season, and you, you'd said it, I had kind of said it. They don't have anybody to pitch. They had no. Shohei. He's gone. He can't pitch. Yep. Something wrong with his elbow. This guy, Dylan Bundy, steps out of out of the darkness, mm-hmm. and he is just leading that team. Probably one of the best pitchers in baseball right now in terms of the stats. Yeah. This guy, he's going crazy. 16.1 innings pitch, 16 and a third this week. Two quality starts, only allowed one run, .56 ERA, 20 strikeouts and two starts. It's pretty good, 10 a game. This guy is going nuts. He's the only thing keeping this Angels pitching staff in any conversation for good pitching. Oh, yeah. They, he's a workhorse for them. Yeah. He's just dominating guys when he's out there on the mound. Yeah. He's got, I think right now he leads the league in innings pitched. He's one of the top in ERA. This guy is, is lighting up the stats. Mm-hmm. And I think, is he tied with Bieber in strikeouts right now? I think he's up uh, there. Let me take a like look. One or two. Bieber has 43. Bundy has 35. Okay. Bundy is tied for second, I believe. Okay. Yes, with Sonny Gray. So that's a guy that before this season, absolutely nobody was talking about Dylan Bundy. He was yeah. not in any conversation. He's like, okay, they brought in Dylan Bundy, good veteran. You know, he'll be like a 4-5 starter. Yeah. This guy is their ace. And that's awesome. I love that. It's crazy to think about a guy that was basically, what, thrown away by the Orioles? Mm-hmm. Thrown away by the Orioles. He had, like, one good season, I think. Yeah, Orioles. maybe. And then I don't even know where he went after that. And now he's now he's, now he's great. The superstar. He's been fantastic. Absolutely, he has. What do you got for your awards? All right, so I'll start on the pitching side, and I am going to go with a young gun that I like and have grown fondly for, and that is Frankie Montes of the Oakland Athletics. Okay. He had a fantastic week. Uh, he has been pitching lights out all season. Uh, he is 2-1 and one with a 1.57 ERA. Oh. He has pitched 23 innings. His whip is right on 1.00, and he has 22 strikeouts. Sheesh. Only nine walks. Not bad. He's been good. He's allowed four runs. He's allowed four runs all season. He's allowed 14 hits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a guy that 
has is going to help the A's a lot. Oh, yeah. And to kind of one of those guys that they have that are all really good and really young, you know, between him and uh, Jesus Lazardo and uh, was um, Sean Manaya. Mm-hmm. It's a really good pitching staff. They have it's there. a good pitching staff, a really under the radar pitching staff. And Montes oh, yeah. has been lights out so far this Absolutely year. Absolutely, he has been. That and whole athletics team has just been. Lights they out. started out really bad, yeah. And now, now they turned it on. Now they're great. Most it's like their the best league. start, yeah. ever. <laughs> best start ever, thirteen uh, and six. Yeah, and they they look good. They started yeah. out, bad. they didn't start out looking too good, but they've really turned it on. Yeah, I agree. They definitely have. Uh, player of the week, I have. Fernando Tatis Fernando Jr. Tatis, what a guy. He is going absolutely bonkers so far this season. Uh, eight home runs tied for second, 18 RBIs. He's walked nine times. He struck out 26 times, which is not good. But he also has five stolen bases. Hasn't been caught still in bad. 316, 388 on base percentage, 711 slugging, and OPS well over 1,000. He's looked great so far, other than the strikeouts. Defensively, he's been making plays. He's worked himself into the MVP conversation. Oh, yeah, he's definitely If he can keep it up this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was a dark horse candidate. A lot of people were saying for MVP. Uh, I, I wasn't sure about it yet, but he is really... He's coming on strong. Yeah, that that Padres team is definitely counting on him, yeah, um, to be there, uh, to be the lead for them. And seeing him doing good, it's 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 turning in results. They're eleven and eight right now on the season. Mm-hmm. Um, the Padres, along with Tatis, are having a surprise resurgence from from uh, guys like Will Myers is having a decent season. Um, I don't know how Eric Hosmer is doing now, but I know he started the season really well. Um, mm-hmm. Manny Machado's playing really well. Uh, they got a lot of guys over there. Trent Grisham. Their um, pitching's been good. Yeah, they just they got a lot of guys that are just playing good baseball, and it's and Tatis is leading the way. That Padres team, look out for them. They're not bad. Not at all. All right, what is your weekly award? So now my fun weekly week. award. Yeah. Uh, last week, I went with the uh, Who the Fuck is That Guy mm-hmm. award. This week, I switched it up a little bit. This is going to be the honorary Chris Davis Award for being absolutely shit at his job. <laughs> now, I'm going to give this award to an outfielder for the Texas Rangers. His name is Joey Gallo. No. He had an absolutely abysmal week in baseball. Absolutely terrible. No, this not week, Gallo. He went 1 for 17 with 11 strikeouts. His only hit this week was a two-run home run. That's it. Ooh, .59 batting average. He's doing terrible this season. He's a guy, reminds me, quite frankly, reminds me of Chris Davis. He's a guy that hits a bunch of home runs, doesn't really, you know, hit for great average. But look at how he's playing. He's playing like ass. So I would love to award this week Joey Gallo with the honorary Chris Davis Award for being absolutely shit at his job. He's so good, too. He is pretty good, but not right now. He's not pretty good. He's really good. Great defensively. He's supposed to be able to hit. 
yeah, supposed to is the key he's word been there. Dog shit. He has been absolutely shit. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad for Joey Gallo. The poor guy. <laughs> All right. My award this week is what I like to call the Extend Him Now Award. Ooh, okay. And I have given the Extend Him Now Award to second baseman DJ LeMahieu. Absolutely. I agree with that DJ one. DJ LeMahieu is in the last year of his two-year contract with the Yankees. He is batting four thirty-one with a four seventy-nine OBP and an OPS over 1,000 with two home runs and eight RBIs as the leadoff hitter with six strikeouts and five walks yep. while playing gold glove level defense. He needs a new contract. He does. So bad. If the Yankees don't bring him back, I'm going to be so terribly upset. They need him so badly. He's so good. I mean, he can hit. He's a hit machine. He is. I mean, let's not forget, he missed the first four or five games of the season. He missed the first series, I believe. And now he's second in the league in hits. I know. He's got 14 runs, 28 hits, and 65 plate appearances, or at-bats. I think when you look at all of the players in the entire MLB, I think DJ LeMayhew is the most grossly underrated player. Nobody talks about DJ LeMahieu when you talk about the best players in baseball. This guy, year in, he was... All right, best players in baseball... He is one of the better players in baseball. Well, yeah. I'm not saying he's Mike Trout or he's an Aaron Judge. Fuck it. He's number one. <laughs> he's Mayhew May who is a Hall of Famer. Okay, not listen. We need to we need to talk. See, that's that's you. That's how you sound. That's no okay. Let me rephrase. He's, he's one, a top he, twenty. That's player what I'm trying baseball. to say. No one puts him in that conversation. Nobody thinks about DJ no one thinks about DJ LeMayhew. But he is so grossly underrated for what he does. I know. It's not. He's never been bad. He's no, never been bad. He's never been bad. Absolutely not. And in Colorado, he won a batting title. He was like a two-time All-Star. And then he had like one bad season. Went to the Yankees. And now he's an absolute pitch, pitching killer. Yeah. He is an automatic hit every time he walks to the plate. He had like four strikeouts in the first like series or two mm. he played. He has six. Yeah. Just shaking off the rust. He has fucking six strikeouts. Yeah. And you know who's first in hits is Charlie Blackman. Mm-hmm. So that's two Rockies yeah. <laughs> right there. It's unfortunate that they got rid of DJ. I bet DJ told probably texted Charlie Blackman. He said, I see you. I'm coming for that fucking average, boy. <laughs> and now you got one batting 472 and one's batting 431. Oh, yeah. So that's my player of the week. Could you imagine DJ LeMayhew and Charlie Blackman both win MVP? How upset would the, car, the the Rockies be? That'd be hilarious. Because <laughs> the two guys, because they still have Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado, yeah. and then two of the, they're Charlie Blackman, and then their former player, uh, Leahy wins an MVP. Mm-hmm. Oof. They'd be. I know. I'm happy. I'm so happy to have them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, we can talk about some of the standings yeah. now. And then probably go into some of our hot hitters and our slumpers, hot yeah. teams, slumping teams. 
stuff think, like that. I think the first thing I want to bring up. So last week we were talking about our risers and fallers for the standings. I had said my riser is going to be the Tampa Bay Rays. They were, I believe, five and seven. I yeah. think when mm-hmm. we uh, filmed last week. Yeah. Now looking at the standings, those Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, my phone's frozen. I can't see. They're the eleven and eight. They're eleven and eight. <laughs> I I don't believe I said it on the last podcast, but I had it written in my notes that by this week, when we recorded this podcast, the Rays would be over five hundred. And look at them go. They're on like a five six game winning streak right now. They're hot. I told you they would. They've won seven of their last ten. They've won five in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're starting to hit home runs. Given, I mean, they just play Boston. Yeah. So right, but they did take three out of four against the Yanks, uh, so that was pretty good. That was a good week for them. Um, after this, I believe they play. Oh, I couldn't tell you. Let's take a look. They play the Jays. They have one they're, more game against the Sox today. That's what I thought. And then they're playing the Jays. I didn't know if that one was over yet. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll be about four more wins, mm-hmm. and. They'll be. They're gonna be there. I mean, oh, yeah. I didn't. I don't. I didn't see it happening that fast. Mm-hmm. But they they caught fire. The Rays did. They're good. I, I knew they would. They're good. We all knew they were a good team. Yeah. I didn't know if it was gonna come that that quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We've got. I mean, who'd you have as your follower last year? Last week. So my follower last week was the Colorado Rockies. They were yeah. eleven and three. When we uh, last mentioned them, now they're twelve and six, and I said that their pitching was going to fall apart, mm-hmm. and for the most part, that I wasn't totally wrong on that. Uh, it definitely has not been great over the last series. I think it's like seven, seven, nine, or something like that, as during their homestand. Um, not great. They also lost to the Diamondbacks yesterday, mm-hmm. which is terrible. Um. They're still scoring a lot. Yes, they are. They're pitching, and they still have Herman Marquez and Freeland have all have both stayed pretty good, pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. But the bullpen's been atrocious, and the rest of their starters haven't been as great as they were at the start. But mm-hmm. you're kind of right about the faller for that one. I think it's obviously gonna, there's gonna need to be a little more time. Needs a little bit more time. Yeah. Yeah, because they're still. Record's still good at 12-6 because they're very hot start. So yep. they're going to need a little bit longer, I think, for them to start dipping. Because right now they're still sitting in first. But uh, those Dodgers, they're knocking on the door. Yeah. And you already know those Dodgers aren't going to stay cold. No, no, they're so, not. Yeah. Uh, my riser last week, if I remember correctly, was the Cleveland Indians. Mm-hmm. And I think I was wrong. <laughs> Yeah, they're ten and nine. Uh, they went back to fourth place. Yeah, <laughs> they were in second. Lost two in a row. Their last ten, five and five. So I mean, yeah, you weren't really. I right, I was but... pretty much one hundred percent correct with the Indians because I said they're either going to stay at five hundred or they're going to get better, and yep. they went to five hundred. Yep. One so game I over. I'm yep. I'm chalking that one up as a double. <laughs> so <laughs> you know where you were wrong though. Where. Who was my follower? Your follower was the Chicago Cubs. Ha! Now, they did have a couple games off there because they had to play the Cardinals, but they couldn't. But they came out yesterday. They won. They're 12-3 now. 
they're still five games ahead of who's ever in second right now, which is St. Louis somehow. They're two and three. They've won eight of their last ten. Two game winning streak. Cubs are still looking good. They're not falling. You're David right. Ross having a good start to his managerial career. You're right. They have no competition in that. No. Uh, that division. division. That division, I think, before the season started, was probably looked at. Aside from Pittsburgh, was going to be one of the better divisions. Yeah. And looking at it now, it's probably the worst. It's pretty bad. Uh, like Cincinnati's not great. Milwaukee has nothing. St. Louis can't even get on the field, and the Pirates are tanking. So, yeah. it's. The Cubs are just going to walk to the. Playoffs. I think. I think the worst division. Ooh. I think the worst division is probably the West. They only have one team over five hundred. Yeah. I mean. The A's so are, do the Central, but there's just some bad baseball being played in the West. Yeah, NL East is up there because they got three teams just at the bottom of the trash heap. Yep. Philly stinks. The Mets are the Mets. Washington hasn't been good. Mm-mm. Atlanta has no pitching, but they're still 11-9, which isn't great, but not bad. Right. And then Miami's just fucking shocking the world, and they're 8-4. and four. Yeah. <laughs> Which they did start seven and one, so being eight and four, they're starting to cool off. But still being eight and four, that's pretty impressive. And they're getting ready to play Atlanta, I think. Yeah. Either today or tomorrow. Who Atlanta is the highest scoring team in baseball right now. That's crazy by yeah. one run. By one run, they still Colorado. have a plus sixteen run differential. Mm-hmm. But they're, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't think they're that good. I didn't think their offense was that good. I, mean, I thought they were going to be powered by their pitching. Yeah. But now that they, they lost Soroka and everything, and they already had a bunch yeah. of guys opting out. Because, like, I mean, there's no Albies. Freddie Freeman hasn't been great. He's yeah. just been whatever. Acuna's been awful. He's, he's starting he's, to turn he's it around. He's started around. He's starting to yeah. turn it around. He started awful, though. Absolutely. Markakis has been, you know, whatever. He just got back. Yeah. I mean, I they're know. just, they're just playing, hanging in. Yeah, they're just they're hanging in. Baseball. They're 4-6 in their last 10. They lost three in a row. So mm-hmm. that's not good. But they're I don't I mean they're gonna be better. Yeah. Eventually. And it, you know, uh kinda segueing, but uh it's crazy that one of the best divisions, I think it's between the uh NL West, but one of the best divisions is the AL Central. Nobody yeah. would have thought that. You got four teams over five hundred, three mm-hmm. of them in the in the double digits now. Got the Twins, Tigers, Indians, and White Sox all within two games of each other. Yep. And then you just got the Royals, who I mean, they're for last place being eight and eleven. That's not bad. That's not bad. If your last place team has eight wins, it's probably not that bad of a division. Yeah. If you put the Royals right now in the NL Central, they'd be in second place. Yeah. <laughs> they'd so, be in. I think yeah. they would probably have the edge over the Cardinals because they have. Six more wins and only four more losses. So I think they well, would just have... look at their win percentage because they've won four, 42%. Yeah, and the Cardinals only 40. Has won so 40. Yeah, they'd be above. <laughs> That's good. They'd be, in, they'd be tied for second place. Yeah. That's crazy. So, the, I mean, the Royals aren't good, but for being fifth place, 8 and 11, that's a pretty damn good division. That's right not now. bad. Yeah. That's not bad at all. But uh, I think the NOS probably does take the cake. Um, they're the best yeah. right now. Just those top three teams all playing great. Colorado, L.A., and San Diego. Yeah, it's probably NL West, and then I'd say AL East. Cause I, like I'd even put the Central over the East. 
Barely. I don't know. Just because the, there's four quality teams. The Orioles are in third place, man. I know. They're nine and seven. Who knew? What when the Tigers, the Orioles, and the Marlins are all good in the same season? That's never happened before ever. Probably not. That's never happened. The Marlins have had two good seasons. Yeah. Ever. So <laughs> as if the, the I know the Orioles and Tigers weren't good in two thousand three. I don't think they were good in ninety seven either. Nope. So, so that's just mind blowing that that's happening. All these three teams that were expected to absolutely shit the bed are at or near the top of their division. Sales already halfway to my win prediction. Yeah, 12 is just not happening. <laughs> 12, 12 12 was too long. If anyone's getting 12, it's Pittsburgh. T- Pittsburgh might get 12. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh might not get 12. Pittsburgh, they might. They're not. actively trying to lose. Yeah. Bad. Mm-hmm. I. They might not. They yeah. might not. <laughs> they really. They have three wins. Three wins. They played sixteen games. They played sixteen games. The Cardinals have played five, and they only have one more win than the Cardinals. Pittsburgh's win percentage is one is one eighty eight. If you what's one so ten out of if you went ten and fifty, that'd be. Ten and fifty would be twenty percent. <laughs> no wait what it yeah 10 out of 60 10, oh you said oh 10 out of 60 because they'd be 10, 10 and 50. out of 60 is 16 percent. jesus yeah they might win 12 yeah 12 oh my 60. god 12 out of 60 because it's a 60 game season oh 12 out of 60 is, is 20 i think it said let's see that yeah. sounds right 20 they're doing <laughs> 11 games oh my god oh my gosh how can you be that yeah, bad? They're on pace for 11 wins. If you really think about it, St. Louis is on pace for probably like eight wins. If they didn't play those 15 yeah. games. Oh. If they didn't make up those 15 games. Mm-hmm. Gosh. So, you know, you might not have been wrong with the 12 and 48. You just picked the wrong team. I picked the wrong team. All my Which, record, all my records are right and all my information is going to be right. I just picked the wrong team. Yep. That's the it only was just problem. A, it was just a misunderstanding. It was a misunderstanding, yeah. You know, that's it. But... This is what it is. Um, I would like to admit one of my very bad predictions, though. Uh, I had said that the Los Angeles Angels were going to finish this season at thirty-eight and twenty-two. Ah. Um, they're seven and twelve. They're in fourth place. They stink. Too. They are not good. Anthony Rendon is cold. Yeah. Right now, um, Mike Trout obviously is Mike Trout. Mike Trout's Mike Trout. Shohei can't pitch. Dylan Bundy's the only thing that can pitch on that team. They're just not good. They're not. I I've been saying this for years. Angels fans on Twitter and stuff, they'll they're not good. Nope. They're not good. I knew it before the season started that they had zero pitchers. Yeah. Now they have one. Yep. <laughs> I just so, I I drank the Joe Madden Kool-Aid with the Mike Trout. Joe Madden's also Rondone. listen. I don't I know you don't want to hear it. Joe Madden's not a good manager. He's okay. He is terrible at managing a bullpen. That and his that I agree with. I don't think you he's can very set good. a fucking lineup. A monkey could do that. <laughs> yeah, no, he can't not, manage his not. pitchers. He he was good. Then he kind of time. Kinda, when he could know. do all his clubhouse antics and stuff, you can't do that during COVID. You can't bring snakes and shit in. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I drank the Kool Aid, and I was wrong. That that was one that I was wrong on. So uh, a little, but you know what? You you can't always have good predictions. You gotta 
throw you got to you know throw a bone to someone at some point. Try to you know I think this team's gonna be good, but are they? No. You know what I love to see? What's that? Houston is eight and ten. Houston stinks. They're they're really bad, and I love it. They're they got, actually not good. No, they like Michael Brantley's been hitting good. Correa's hitting good, but then the other guys that they're paying the big bucks to stink. stink. Bregman's Bregman. been like all right. A little, he's been getting better. Yeah, Altuve's absolutely lost. Yeah, Altuve Springer and Springer can't do anything right now. Yeah, they're garbage. Uh, every everybody, Jordan Alvarez hasn't even played yet. Yeah, and their catcher's Martin Maldonado. Right, Verlander's out. Grinky's the only saving grace in that team. Yeah, they have no bullpen. And Grinky was out there giving the other team his signs the other Grinky day. Grinky is so telling, I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Telling, I thought telling. that was pretty funny though. It is pretty funny. He's literally just telling. They can, They still. They strike out too. Yeah. Like he just tells his catcher instead of the catcher relaying the side, he's relaying them to yeah. the catcher. Like he start. I don't know who the batter was, but he gave the batter basically the sign, and he yeah. popped it up to like shallow right field. Exactly. Like, so, I don't know. It worked. It did. Yeah. I mean, the batter's probably like, wait, what? <laughs> he's like, that. he's confused. Yeah. Like, so you know, eight and ten. That's when they're under Texas. It's a good day. I know. I can't. They're lucky they're in third place yeah. because their division stinks. They'd be in last place in the AL Central. Yeah, they'd be behind Kansas City. No, I should know. They'd, they'd be, be ahead, ahead, of, ahead of, Kansas of Kansas City, but that'd be it. Yeah. <laughs> that that would be it. They'd be in last. Yeah. They'd be in last place. They're oh. bad. They'd be in last place. They are like, not good. In those two divisions. And I love to see it. I still they'd thought be they'd be behind good. the Mets. Oh, they oh, have dear. one... They they're almost behind the Mets. Oh yeah, they're the Mets have one extra loss. Mm-hmm. But they're they're in the same conversation as the Mets, and I love to hear That's that. That's hilarious. That oh. is hilarious. The, oh. the Astros are just stinking it up. I love it so much. Oh, yeah. Th- this is how crazy this year is. Like we mm-hmm. already said, you got Baltimore, Miami, Detroit, all good. You know who's not good? Who? Boston. Who historically they're they're typically pretty good. At least in the last twenty years. Yeah, been a great team. Astros as of recently, mm-hmm. trash. San Francisco, trash. Yeah. Which they were, I mean, for the beginning half of the two thousand tens, they were yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. But now because they're rebuilding, so obviously, but just looking at how history has flipped mm-hmm. in the last ten years. The first Hilarious. six years of the 2010s, they were great. Yeah, they dominated. Yeah. So it's just seeing it flip like that is just mm-hmm. funny to me. No, it's good. And, like, like Minnesota is winning their division. Yeah. The A's are in first. Mm-hmm. You know, Tampa Bay is in second. Yeah. The, you know, the Cubs. I mean, the last other than the last five years, Cubs finishing in first place is very, very rare. Yeah, it wouldn't happen ever. You know, Colorado. Cincinnati's not terrible. Mm-hmm. That's a surprise. Yeah. It's, it's just, weird. It's it's a fun season. It it's is a, kind it's of a fun. fun start to the season. The standings are quite interesting. It's kind of fun. It I is like, kind yeah. of fun. Um, a pretty good start here. I have a stat that I want to share sure. with you to move on from the standings. So there's going to be some good MVP races, mm-hmm. obviously. And I want to share... Some stats with you for the AL MVP race. Alrighty. So this is what Mike Trout's stats look like right now. These are these. This just a little uh, tidbit for you. Okay. Little tidbit. Mike Trout has sixty nine plate appearances. 
He has 18 strikeouts, 8 home runs, and his weighted runs created plus is a 199 with an F war of 1.0 already this season. Okay. Aaron Judge has 68 plate appearances, okay, 18 Ks, Same. 9 home runs, 199 weighted runs created plus, and a 1.0 F war. So they're like the neck and neck. So they are to a T the exact same. Right now, minus like one home run, they're the yeah. exact same player. They're doing, they're the same. They are the exact same player right now. Wow. That's kind Incredible. of Incredible. I didn't even, I didn't notice that. I know. Isn't that, isn't That's that crazy? Funny. Man. So I thought I'd share that with you. Those, and, and. When we were doing our season predictions, those were my two guys. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I originally started with Aaron Judge was my MVP candidate. And then I was like, you know what? That Kool-Aid looked awfully delicious for Mike Trout, and I drank it. And you know what? I, he, he was out because he obviously had a child. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the thing. Oh, you can't pick him because who knows how long he's going to be out for. Yeah, and he was like kid. two games. Missed like two games, <laughs> came back, and I was got this incredible dad strike. He's hit seven home runs in his last nine games. I know. It's crazy. Mike He's Trout going fucking nuts. Is being Mike Trout again? I know, because at first, like at the start of the season, he wasn't that good. He was no. he was good, but wasn't that good. Now right. he's just on an absolute mission. Mm-hmm. So now he's scary. Yeah. So it's clear. I I'd say it's pretty clear cut in the AL that yeah. it's between Trout and Judge right now. And then uh, if if you wanted to go with the pitcher too, Bieber, you get the Bieber in there just because he's, he's been, been so lights out. Yeah. But He'd it's, probably be like third, maybe. Yeah, it's a two-man but, race up to this point. Yeah, and then I think to flip the table, go over to the National League, I think right now you're looking at a race between Charlie Blackman and Fernando Tatis. Yeah. I think those are the two guys that are front-running. I'd say it's def- yeah, definitely Blackman, Tatis. Uh, you could look at maybe uh, Bryce Harper. Has been he's, good quietly. He's been really good because everyone always wants to, you know, be down on he's Bryce Harper. Oh, he stinks. Three forty-one. Yeah, with a four ninety-one on base percentage. I think quietly he's having. He's putting together a really nice season. I know his his strikeouts and walks are perfectly even, ten each. Mm-hmm. He's only he's got four home runs, only ten RBIs, but the, the I mean they've played what thirteen games, then mm-hmm. their offense really isn't that good around him. No. But you could have there uh, Nick Castellanos. Nick Castellanos was doing good. He kind of started falling off. He's getting mm-hmm. cold. He's batting down now, two seven six. Yeah, but uh, he was in it. Now I think he's he's got a little bit more to do to put himself back in there. Mm-hmm. But with the way Blackman's hitting and Tatis is is surging, I think yeah. those are the two leading candidates right now. Definitely, I would I would say. Mm-hmm. All right, now we really don't have too much left there really wasn't uh too much news this week but uh we we're kind of talking about some hot hitters you know yeah some guys that were surging you know obviously trout um tatis mm-hmm. let's look at who's not yes hot i think and uh i want to start with this guy just because you look at the expectations that this guy had going into the season won the mvp last year we're talking about cody bellinger mm-hmm. how awful has he been we're looking at a 171 average Two home runs, seven RBIs. He's 13 for 76 so far this season. He's only struck out 11 times, which is not bad at all, considering I think the guy in first has like 30-something. 
Mm -hmm. I think Evan White for Seattle. Yep. So the strikeouts haven't been terrible, but he's just not getting hits. He's not producing like the MVP Bellinger should. He's yeah. been absolutely ice cold. Yeah, he's he's been really, really bad. Uh, second worst average mm-hmm. uh, in baseball or something like that. One of the worst. Yeah, he's, he's up there. I think he's, he's like the ninth. Man. Yeah. 171. There's some big names on that list, too. There is. With Bellinger, uh, Elvis Andrews, Rafael Devers have been 167. That's a huge surprise. He got 22 Ks, too. Mm-hmm. Eugenio Suarez have been 115. Yep, he was one that I wrote down, I wrote uh, down too. Glaber Torres, he's starting to come around a little bit. Got a couple hits yesterday, but he's been 161. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of guys that have been. I mean, Yelich, like we talked about. Muncie, Max Muncie's been 176. Yeah. Those are a lot of guys that you typically expect to be you know, high on the chart. There's too. like seven MVP caliber players. Yeah. In this list, I'm looking at one through fourteen. Which that's insane. You got Eugenio uh, Suarez has hit fifty home runs this season. Matt Olson, Glaber Torres, Rafael Devers, Cody Bellinger, uh, Christian Yelch, Max Muncy. I mean, there's still guys like Eduardo Escobar and Elvis Andrews and Justin Upton and stuff. There's Alex Gordon, Jerkson Profar. There, that's a lot of good players. Yeah. That are absolute dog shit right now mm-hmm. so far this season. And now. So those are hitters, right? Mm-hmm. But there is one pitcher that is, without a shadow of a doubt, the absolute worst pitcher in baseball right now. He is probably, well, in multiple stats, but just about in every pitching stat that matters, he is in dead last. Hold on, I want to guess. <laughs> We're talking about a guy. Is it J-Hap? Nope. Uh-oh. We're talking about <laughs> I found a guy. <laughs> On Detroit Tigers, he was supposed to be the ace. I wouldn't necessarily go as far as to say the future, but he was our guy who we could throw on the mound and expect, you know, a good six innings, maybe seven, eight strikeouts, good start, maybe give up a couple runs, whatever. This is Matthew Boyd, all right? Matthew Boyd, he's 0-2 so far this season, had four starts, but really he should have lost the other ones. Yeah. He's got a 10 Point two four ERA. That's so bad. He's giving up more runs than innings. That's so basically. bad. So he's he's worse. He's the only pitcher, relievers included, that has a ERA higher than ten. Yeah. This guy has given up thirty hits. That's the worst among all pitchers. Mm-hmm. He's given up twenty two runs. That's the worst among all pitchers. This guy is absolutely awful. <laughs> There, there is nobody colder in baseball. I'm not saying he came into the season with Cy Young expectations, but he had the ace expectations for what the rest of the Tigers' rotation he was looking like. He was supposed to be like. their number he one He was supposed starter, to be yeah. the guy. It was Boyd, and then it would fall off. Yeah. That was what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. There, There's no doubt in my mind he is the coldest and the worst player in baseball at this current moment. So thus far into the Do you season. think he's the worst player in baseball? At this moment, he is the worst, awful. like regular player, like somebody, like okay, a guy that plays every day or a pitcher that's okay, out there I'll every five pitcher. days. I'll say pitcher. Yeah, he's the worst pitcher. Yeah, I'm. I'm like well, a guy. Like obviously, there's dudes that don't play every day that are absolute garbage. Right. But Matthew Boyd is literally their number one starter, and he's, he's going out there every five days. Yeah. And absolutely shitting the bed. <laughs> yes, with the expectation that he has and with how 
horribly he's playing, he's mm-hmm. the worst. There's some there's some really bad numbers when you look at when you when you see who has the worst ERAs. Matthew Boyd, Derek Hollins, eight point two seven. Mike Fires, six point eight six. John Gray, six four one. Lance McCullers, six point one. Mike Miner, supposed to be good, five point four nine. Zero and three. He's pitched nineteen innings, one point two seven. What the whip's not that bad. Yeah, uh, Matthew Boyd's whip is one point nine seven. A good one's supposed to be like below one point three. Yeah. Like oh, Danny Duffy. Danny Duffy has a 5.12 ERA, but his whip is 1.03. Wow. How are you that bad? What happened? Just give him a bunch of home runs? Maybe. I guess. Who is the the worst? The worst whip? Who is the worst? Oh, look at that. (laughs) Matthew Boyd. (laughs) Yeah. Matthew freaking Boyd. He's the worst in almost every pitching category that matters. Jose Barrios has an ERA of 5.31. Yeah. He's bad, too. I'm like... When it's it's funny though when you're looking at like just sort of by ERA, yeah. Turn, like when you look at average compared to ERA, and you sort by the worst averages, you got in the top fourteen. There's like seven guys there that are looking like MVP candidates normally. Yeah. You sort it by ERA, in that like top fourteen, there's two guys that are like mm-hmm. supposed to be good. You got Barrios and you got Boyd. Yeah. The rest of the guys, you're like, okay, I could understand why he's there. You got Derek Holland. You said was there. Yeah. Uh, I think Rick Porcello was there. Rick he Porcello won a Scion before, there, yeah. but he's trashed. Like, those are guys you expect to mm-hmm. be down there. So so the pitching, aside from those a couple guys, it, it seems like it's been kind of where it should be. Yeah. But the hitting has just been a complete flip-flop. It's been everywhere. You got Cody Bellinger hitting 171, and you have Donovan Solano hitting 458. Yeah. And they've had probably almost the same amount of plate appearances. Like, Hanser Alberto's bad 342. Yeah. He's got 73 play appearances. Mm-hmm. Like, Kyle Lewis is batting 338, yep. 74 play appearances. It's you, been an absolute flip-flop. Yeah, you go the season. opposite way, and you know, Glaber Torres batting 161. Like, <laughs> so it's it's just, crazy. It's just mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to just... How... I just need to get it out, because I've been wanting to vent about him. How bad Matthew Boyd is. He's because, terrible. Oh, He sucks. He sucks so much. It's crazy that uh, he is. He went from your ace to probably your worst pitcher. He shouldn't even be in a rotation. He stinks. You should have traded him when you had the chance. Just the other day when we were playing against, uh, uh, I don't remember who we were playing. White Sox. Yeah, the White Sox. He gave up seven runs, and we lost that game. Mm-hmm. We, we had a pretty good offensive game, five runs. I mean, it could, with a good pitcher, that's a win. Yeah. And Matthew Boyd is supposed to be that good pitcher. That can get us a win when we give him five runs of run support. Mm-hmm. But nope, goes up there. I mean, absolutely, though, no disrespect and all credit given to the White Sox because they're hitting off the chart right now. I think they're number one in batting average mm-hmm. right now in terms of team rankings. So they're they're an absolutely phenomenal hitting team. But when it's your ace pitching, he's not supposed to be giving up seven runs, whether it's the best hitting team or not. Yeah. That's what your five hitter does, or your five pitcher does. Mm-hmm. So that's just, God, I just hate him. <laughs> Ugh, that trade with Toronto has not worked out at all. We, for for the for the David Price or whatever we, or whoever we traded with, I don't know. You traded away David Price. Yeah. and you got you got Norris, Daniel Norris and, and Matthew Boyd. Daniel Norris is in the bullpen. He stinks too. And Matthew Boyd just can't even pitch. He was an all star, I think, last season or the season before last. But mm-hmm. uh, 
No, that hasn't worked out at all. No. No, they've been really bad. Yeah. The Tigers, I think, when you look at their trade history, have probably one of the worst. Oh, yeah. The, it makes you gag when you really think about it. We don't make good trades. Like, Eugenio Suarez for Alfredo Simon. That's terrible. That was awful. The Boyd trade. Yeah. Uh, you tried to trade Matthew Boyd for Glaber Torres. And... I think the only trade that worked out for us was getting Miggy. That's the only trade that's ever And even worked then, out. we gave up some big guys. We gave up Cameron Mabin. Cameron Mabin, Andrew Miller, and I think Dontrell Willis. Yeah. Who I think then went on to have his best season of his career yep. with Miami mm-hmm. in 2007 or whatever. Yeah. They, they, there have been some bad ones. I mean, like, you trade away J.D. Martinez and stuff. Yep. And he, he's got nothing for incredible. it. Yeah. One of the best pure hitters yeah. in the league. Can't field. Well, we no, just, but he put him at DH. made some horrible trading decisions. Trade away Verlander for a box of cereal, basically. Yeah, Jake Rogers, who's a probably, he's, he can't hit. He's probably yeah. just another James McCann. Is that who they traded for in the Verlander He was trade? one of them. Jake Rogers was one of them. <laughs> I think we had, like, one or two other guys, but I think he was, like, the the, the one guy yeah. that was, like, the top. I think there was, like, a pitcher we got, too, but I don't know who that is wow. i can't remember imagine, imagine if the astros had jake rogers <laughs> imagine if he knew what was coming <laughs> be perfect oh yeah perfect setup it's uh just, it's just been a mess yeah it's been it's been rough <laughs> yeah. um how about we go into our weekly predictions and then i think that'll be it yeah there's really not much else to talk about so my weekly predictions um i have a couple interesting ones I have two. Okay. So, obviously, everybody knows how much of a fireballer Nate Pearson is. Mm-hmm. He's shown it this season. Yep. But he hasn't peaked, mm-hmm. I feel. So, I'm my first prediction, I think this week, I don't know who he starts against. I didn't look at it that far. I think Nate Pearson is going to clock a 105 mile an hour fastball. 105? 105. I think... I don't think he's going to break Chapman's, I think, 105.8, I think he had. Yeah, it's like 106. But I think he's going to I think he's gonna hit 105. That's my first prediction. And my second prediction, this is a wild one. This is just absolutely random, random-ass player I could think of. But you know what? In a season where the Orioles are over 500 three weeks into the season, what weirder thing can happen? I'm going to say G-Man Choi hits for the cycle. Really? Yep. G Man Choi's gonna hit for the cycle. G Man Choi's hitting two hundred on the season. He stinks. He's gonna hit the cycle. G Man Choi. He's gonna leg out a triple that bounces off of the wall in left field, goes into left center, can't track it down. That's a triple. He's gonna hit a home run to center field. He's gonna get a base hit up the middle between the pitcher's legs. And he's gonna get a double to right center field. I called it right here first. Right here. Every single hit that's gonna happen, I promise you. Wow. I'm All like right. I'm like Biff Come getting on. the sports book. Okay, whatever you say. <laughs> um That's wild. Yeah, it is. Uh What do you got for us? I know you got something. I'm trying to process that. <laughs> it is tough to process. I can't G Man Choi. I'll I'll put it on here. If G Man Choi actually does hit a cycle, I will buy a G Man Choi jersey. 
was the bet that we made that if Felix so, Hernandez yeah, we signed made, with if the Felix Yankees. Hernandez signed with the Yankees, I was convinced this offseason if Felix signed with the Yankees that CJ had to buy a G-Man Choi jersey. Why G-Man Choi? I don't know. He was just a random-ass player that I thought of. So that was the bet we made because he uh, was so sure that they would. And, and come, to, come to figure out they didn't, so he of didn't course. have to buy one. But, you know, it. We just love G Man Choi here. Of course. This is a G Man Choi love podcast. I don't like he's a former Yankee. Yankee legend G Man Choi. Um Aaron Judge is going to have two multi home run games this week. Oh, okay. What's your non Yankees prediction? Just, <laughs> it was just the first thing that popped into my head. He's on fire. He is. He um is. Give me a give me an out of the ballpark just random. I'm thinking. Ass. I'm freaking thinking, man. <laughs> Nolan Arenado will make an error. Wow, that never happens. Ever. Exactly. Wow. Nolan Arenado. Did Chapman make, make one error. too? No. Okay. Not this week. Just, just Arenado. Just Arenado. Arenado's gonna make an error. Nolan Arenado's making an error this week, and Aaron Judge is hitting two multi home run games. Okay, that sounds good to me. Sounds perfect. That sounds like the perfect way for the uh, Rockies to start their downslope. Maybe. You know, you never know. Yeah, in a season like this, Arenado's going to have to just make an error. He's just going to have to. He hasn't been that good at the plate, but he's been amazing defensively. He's had a multi home run game yesterday. Yeah. Arenado did. He's going to have a slip up right here. Yeah. Sometime this week, he's making an error. Bad throw or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe juggle it. Overrule it in error, something like that. They'll have the bag and flip it and tumble it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bag and flip it and tumble it. But, uh, I think that's probably going to wrap it up for this week. I believe so. Yeah, next week, you know, we'll be, we'll be back next Thursday. Hopefully, another exciting week of uh, baseball. Yeah. Talk about stuff, but yeah, I think uh, things are getting weird, and I think things are only going to get weirder. I hope so. I do too. All right, that'll be it. See ya. See you next week. What's poppin'? Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Just joshin'.